ladies and gentlemen. Only the best internet radio station in the world. Yeah. No, the universe. Dakota iRadio Network. Backed by popular demand. Woo! Now about to witness the strength of street knowledge. I'm your DJ. DJ Barbecue. It's done over 400 events. Ladies and gentlemen, put your hands in the air. This is Uncut Live, and I'm DJ Barbecue, powered by KBAC.Rocks. Rock radio the way rock radio should be. Midwest All Pro Wrestling. Go to MidwestAllProWrestling.com. Get tickets and feel the excitement. Jekyll and Hyde Barbecue, our brothers from another mother. They make barbecue so good, mm-hmm, they'll put a smile on your face. And Remedy Brewing Company, it's the remedy for what ails you. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. This is your boy, DJ Barbecue. Like I said, we have a special guest for tonight's episode. Uh, as I record this, it was nighttime. Um, so if you're listening to the podcast at any point and you think that uh, it's it's daylight, yes, it would be daylight by this point in some cases. But we recorded this at night. Uh, we have a special uh, guest in studio his a hall of famer uh he was just inducted into the omaha hall of fame uh in nebraska it's a very prestigious hall of fame um he's an icon a pop icon if you'd like to say uh but his name is donnie pepper cricket and we talked to him today uh get his history get his past uh what he sees in the future after being in the business of professional wrestling for so long um, without further ado, here is Uncut Live. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, this is your boy DJ Barbecue. We're here on another episode of the Coda I Radio Network, the Uncut Live Show. We have special guest, Hall of Famer, the pop icon, Donnie Pepper Cricket. Donnie, thank you for being on the show. Not a problem, DJ Barbecue. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Uh, it the honor's all mine. Say, I know that, you know, we've talked uh, quite a bit off camera. Um, I want you to just give the, the listeners a little bit of a taste of who the pop icon is. Uh, because I'm pretty sure there's a vast variety out there that probably hasn't seen what uh, the passion and, and the, the greatness of the Midwest uh, wrestling scene is. Well, Donnie Pepper Cricket, the pop icon, is just he's he has been rocking and rolling for quite some time now throughout the Midwest, out east, down south, up north, um, just having fun, looking for a good time. My tour dates have always been entertaining. I always put out great hits. Every every act is a is a great hit, in my opinion. <laughs> um, <laughs> And I just I love entertaining. I love having fun. That's what I, that's what I, that's what Donnie Pepper Cricket is all about. Uh, where did Donnie Pepper Cricket start his training at? I know you've been probably asked that quite a bit, but for the ones that haven't uh, seen or heard anything about that, can you give them a little taste of that? I started training at the Omaha Wrestling Association. Um, do I have to date myself here? No, you know, no, no, you don't, because you're probably date myself as well too. I'm, I'm, I'm in that uh, salty veteran stage, if you, if you know what I'm saying. I do. Uh, I, I started training back in 1982. Uh, <laughs> um, but in all seriousness, uh, mid 2000 started training uh, with the Omaha Wrestling Association. So uh, Austin Storm was the head trainer at the time, along with a gentleman by the name of Jaden Drago, who also went through the Shawn Michaels Wrestling Academy with um, Lance Cade. Okay. Um, and started training there. 
was I thought I was doing well and I received some information basically telling me that as the, a man of my stature I was not tall enough to be considered a heavyweight but I was too big to be considered a cruiserweight so they really didn't know where I fit in the grand scheme of things so that kind of deterred me a little and I walked away for a little bit but my love for wrestling was still there. Um, I met back up with a couple of guys that I met when they when we were training with the Omaha Wrestling Association. And from there, they kind of took me under their wing. Uh, a gentleman by the name of Sean Pendragon, Marty Trotter, Ricky Reynolds, Preston Maxwell, who was still around, uh, Shane Lies, and his brother, Brian. They kind of took me under their wing, helped me finish kind of get my training throughout various shows, going on the road, traveling with them. Uh, and ever since I, quote-unquote, finished training, even though you never really truly finished because you're always learning something new, uh, I've just been hit. I just hit the ground running. Right. So where did the idea come from? Because I know a lot of uh, um, athletes in professional wrestling uh, start with certain uh, characteristics uh, when they when they're a performer, where did it actually start forming? Where it gelled all together to be Donnie Pepper Cricket? <laughs> um, it it took me a little bit to kind of figure out what I wanted to do. But the, one of the things that the guys that were working with me always told me is that do something that's going to stand out. Um, so I you know I was sitting there thinking, okay, world's greatest pop icon. So I got to do, you know, pop culture. So uh, 80s, 90s were both big times for pop culture. And, excuse me, in both those decades, it was all about bright colors, bright, flashy colors. So I'm like, well, you know, there's there's one route I can go. Because at the time, uh, the ECW hardcore scene was a really big thing. So everybody was, you know, wanting to be Raven or Sandman or Stone Cold, you know, you know, all the big tough guys, Goldbergs. And from there, I just, you know, you see all these big tough guys and all these indie shows, and then you see this bright-colored, large Mexican guy, like, what the heck's going on over here? Right. So, yeah, you you are right, because a lot of people wanted to do the, the whole Beetlejuice, you know, big and tall-like outfit where it was just nothing but black and white uh, and with, with no colors. And I don't think um, if you didn't have... A personality like some of the ones you probably wouldn't stand out uh as much and i think a lot of them kind of you know fall into that you know that concept and they when they could have the potential to stand out now um your your style where did you get your style for your your matches because i know everybody's different um honestly like i i'll admit i was kind of one of the ones that kind of wanted to be like the ravens and the, you know the taz um but I, after I started training and trying to kind of like gain my ground and my footing, I was watching a lot of Bam Bam Bigelow, a lot of Dusty Rhodes, uh, Yokozuna, a lot of more big guy stuff and trying to like see, okay, well, maybe I could do something like this or maybe I could do something like that. And just kind of like went from there and just kind of molded things around to kind of cater to my strengths and my abilities. Right. Who are who are your favorite uh, opponents that you've wrestled um, since the beginning up to to now? Um, one of my oh, one of my all time favorites is Darren Corbin. I've wrestled him multiple times uh, inside a building and at a and at a park once, which was ridiculous and fun all in itself. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, obviously, one of my favorites was Joey Ryan. Just because, I mean, it's Joey Ryan. It's right. Dong style. Right. <laughs> um, Preston Maxwell has always been a great uh, favorite opponent of mine. He, him and I always kind of bring the best out of each other. Um, so many people that I've worked with and so many people that I like have got to share the ring with that each one of them is, is special and unique in their own little way. Jason Strife for pushing me in a 30-minute Ironman match. Um Tony Cortez, because he is the original veteran of the Nebraska-Iowa area, in my opinion. Um, there's a, Abu, Abu Colossus, who is another big man who could do things that some big men should not be able to do. <laughs> right. Uh, you know, you said to... 
you said two matches that resonated with me that we're going to talk about a little bit later. Um, but f before I go into that, um, you've had a lot of accomplishments in your career. Uh, and when I say in your career, doesn't mean like, you know, you're, you're, you're getting towards the end of career. Cause you're not, I mean, you're, you're still as amazing as you were when you started and as you are now, um, what are some of the accomplishments as an athlete stands out to you that you've succeeded, that you've kind of had goals set? Um, honest, honestly, mostly the accomplishments that I have accrued over the time that I've been in the wrestling business, um, haven't really been goals. They just kind of happened. Uh, one of them, I mean, like, obviously, given the opportunity to work guys like Joey Ryan, guys like Beer City Bruiser, and be able to go out there and hang with them and not only, you know, look good doing it, but having them, you know, having them look good as well and being told in the in the back that they didn't hate the match, that's, those are great accomplishments in my opinion. Right. Uh, are those some of the uh, surprise opponents that you've always wished that you could, you know, go against in the ring? Uh, Joey Ryan definitely was one. Um, I remember when I was offered the Beer City Bruiser, it was, and, and uh, nothing against the other gentleman that was offered for, the, for my opponent. It's just I'd worked him a couple times before. Uh, and I wanted to, and I had the opportunity to wear the Bear City Bruiser, and that was that was great. Um, and uh, another another gentleman that I got to share the ring with that is a in, Impact star as well, along with Joey Ryan, is Michael Elgin. Yeah, I got to wrestle. I got to wrestle him when he was the IWGP Intercontinental Champion. Right. That was that was a that was a great time too. Uh, go into a little more detail about that because I I, I kind of spaced that one off. Not that it wasn't a great match; it was a great match. I just my my brain moves a mile a minute. Uh, go into a little more detail about that because that that match was really cool. Well, the, and like the reason why most people don't think about that when they think about Donnie Pepper Cricket is because for PWV Live at the time I was wrestling as my alter ego Brandon Juarez, the Dundee Strangler. Uh, which, for a strangler, I was still a good guy, which is funny. <laughs> um, uh, but it was a triple threat match with myself, Michael Elgin, and Hype Gotti. And we tore the roof off the waiting room, and we, from, from bell to bell, nonstop action, everybody was loving the match. Uh, Elgin was a little limited because he had just gotten some staples put in his head from a previous incident. So we didn't, you know, obviously, you know, we weren't going to be trying to drop big man on his head. He had, he, he had a moneymaker he had to protect. Right. Right. <laughs> but, um, but he was super cool. He was great to work with. And he, I mean, he, he likes working, he likes working in this area because PWP live has used him quite a few times and he, he always says he wants to come back. So, I mean, that right there shows that we got something special here in the Midwest. Right. And people, I mean, yeah, I know it's kind of a payday for some of these guys, but at the same time, I mean, they can pick and choose where they want to go. And if right. they want to come here, that that's saying something. Right. What was the stipulations for the match? It was uh, it was just a triple threat match for the PWP Live Heavyweight title, which I was holding at the time. Okay. And uh, unfortunately, the IWGP Intercontinental title wasn't on the line, even though I tried like heck to get it on the line. <laughs> right uh speaking of titles i have to go real quick because you know our mutual friend chris manning of photos by manning was mentioning and he had a video that he posted about a certain title uh and wow. i know i don't know if you want to talk about that title or not uh but i think it's it's unique and i was kind of interested in hearing about it uh can you tell me a little bit about this title the the tinsel title yes from 3xw wrestling um yeah, it's, it's, it's basically, the way I like to describe it is that it's the consolation prize of pro wrestling. If you lose the match, you keep the title. In, in a day and age where everybody is given a trophy just for trying, I get to keep this trophy just for trying. <laughs> <laughs> uh, where, where, did you, where did this idea of this title come from, if you don't mind me asking? 
if if people have a chance, uh, shout out to Chris Manning. Uh, I don't know if he, the where the video is at, if it's on YouTube or if it was just posted on a certain page, but um, I, the concept, the story of it, it is really cool. I, I uh, encourage people to go check that out. Um, could you give me a little more detail of how this title got started, like um, in depth a little thing, bit? The funny thing is, is I, I'm not really entirely sure whose original brainchild it was, but um, when it was presented to myself as to, hey, this is what's going to happen, you, you know, you're going to be the tinsel champ, I'm like, okay, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to run with it, and right. I'm going to, you know, do what do what I do what I can with it, and everybody and everybody at 3XW was like, okay, that's fine. And from there, me and Chris have just you know tried to take opportunities to film with different people. I mean, I've been I've been beat by uh, a dog. I've been beat by an elder woman. I've been beat by Jessica Havoc, Kimberly. I've uh, been beat by Joey Ryan for the tinsel title. Um, Giggles has beat me for the tinsel title. Um, yeah, it's just, it's a lot of, uh, a lot of trying to get rid of the title by pinning somebody else. And I've just kind of taken it and gone, you know, do as much as I can. Uh, photos by Manning on his Facebook page is where you can find some of them. Obviously when he, when he shares them and uploads them, cause he's the, obviously, I'm I'm not the one doing the video because I'm the one in the video. Right, right, right. <laughs> he's usually the one that's there, always catching my misadventures, I guess, so to speak. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, once he uploads them, obviously I share them from from my from my Facebook page, my personal page. I I just try to get it out there because I wanted to take the twenty four seven title kind of feel and kind of push that with the pencil title where it's kind of like, you know, you could defend it anywhere. As long as there's a ref, you could defend it anywhere. Right. Uh, what have you noticed that has changed in, uh, in professional wrestling in this tri-state, this Midwestern area? Um, there's a lot more characters now. Before it was, you know, guys just trying to go out there and show how many flips they can do or how how far they could throw somebody because they're big and strong. Um, there wasn't a lot of characters. There wasn't a lot of, like, people that, like, other people can relate to. Because you get you, you get all these big guys or these flippy guys that will just go out there and do things just for the sake of the oohs and ahs. Right. Um, which, obviously, we all still want to do. We want to give them something to remember. But at the same time, I, I feel that there's more characters nowadays. Right. And I mean, just to give you a couple examples, uh, and you know, Copperhead Duke Cornell, the Yellow Dog, the the best spelling man in professional wrestling, Nikki Scent, uh, the Cryonic Redneck, Kim Boston, like you, uh, we were kind of talking about earlier, Mac Daddy. Yep. Um, there's there's a, just a cavalcade of all these different characters now that are that there wasn't there 10, you know, five, 10 years ago. Right. Uh, you know, the, the characters just kind of like, seem like it, you get more and more, uh, in this. And, and, and would you agree with me that the Midwestern area for uh, professional wrestling is pretty much, you know, a pretty much an, uh, an express way, a, a bright neon light right now. Cause I mean, it's shining bright. Uh, you named a few. I mean, I can name some others like Brandon Nitro, Ronnie Brown, uh, Darlin Arlen, uh, you know, Dirty Jeff, um, Rob Rockin' McFall, Giggles, uh, you know, Lucky Lund, and all these guys. I mean, if, if I forgot any of the names, that's not I did it on purpose to say that these guys are better than the other. I just randomly named ones quick off the head. Uh Right. You know, you got like other, yeah, right. And I mean, you got all these ones in Iowa, you got South Dakota, you got Nebraska and, and all these characters are coming out. And I could say probably I would, you know, I always recommend going to house shows more than live uh, TV shows uh, because, you know, it's different. You know, you, you sit at home and you watch the big leagues 
and it's you know you, you hear the announcers and stuff and they help with the storylines but if you go to the independent uh shows like you get to see true passion true i mean it's not saying that they don't have passion on the big shows but i'm just saying like it, it's like they have nothing to lose and i think we were talking about that a little bit off camera here um it's just the uniqueness the style stands out would you agree with that it does it really does because when on the live events you know for like for like especially for like the big companies there's not a camera in their face saying hey you have to emote you know these emotions for the millions of people watching at home in the live shows it's more intimate it's more you know they'll, they'll interact with the crowd a little bit more not a lot more but a little bit more um, and they'll just sit there and they'll, it's more of a act and react. It's like, oh, you liked what I just did? Well, here, let me do it again. Right. Or, oh, you liked what I just did? Too bad I'm not doing it again. Right. <laughs> um, you've had a lot of different matches over your career, uh, from your, your regular, you know, in-ring match to your hardcore, to your street fights, uh, which, you know, we'll talk a little bit later. You have a street fight coming up here in January. Um... What is Donnie Pepper Cricket's favorite style of match? Or I should say stipulation of the match. Um one honestly, uh and this this was a uh a, a Jason Strife brainchild. It would have to be the life match. Cause in a time where death matches were all the rage, um, instead of barbed wire and thumbtacks the life match was like foam pool noodles and gummy bears. Um, I've actually done two of them with one with Jason Strife and another with Eugene. Uh, both of them were fun and entertaining in their own little ways, but I still remember the first life match. Um, I was wrestling uh, Jason Strife and the whole time while we were wrestling in this life match, um, the, Natural, the instrumental version of Natural Born Killers, New Jack. You remember New Jack from ECW? Yeah, yep. It was well, the instrumental version of Natural Born Killers was playing in the background, just kind of as a joke for us. <laughs> <laughs> and I, during the match, without without um, any kind of notice, I pulled out a red sharpie and I started coloring on Strife's head. And I told him, he's got color, I win. This is a first blood match, right? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the rest was like, no, no, that's not how you do that. I'm like, oh, well, shoot. <laughs> first thing that came to mind when you said a Sharpie, it was, it was the color blue, and it was that movie Liar, Liar. The pen is blue. <laughs> the goddamn pen is blue. <laughs> it's, it's right? <laughs> <laughs> uh go more detail about this live match this is this is interesting because it's new it's not the same old that you see in anywhere else yeah i mean like and we still like we use weapons but they're not as violent of weapons instead of you know swinging chairs we were swinging pinatas yeah <laughs> <laughs> um, but when but the best part about it is is that it's you're doing it kind of in a comedic sense. So when you hit the foam pool noodles, it's like you hit barbed wire. So you're like, Oh my gosh. Oh God. It hurts so good. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. That, that, that's awesome. That's awesome. Uh, so you, you have the, the life match, you've had the death match, you've had the street match, you've had regular matches. Um, how many titles have you, you held over your career? Oh, geez. Um, it's, it's not that it's, it doesn't seem like that many, but it's, I've had multiple tag titles, multiple, uh, multiple heavyweight title reigns. Uh, I'm a former now, this is wrestling heavyweight champion, uh, three XW tinsel champion, which that's obviously not my proudest achievement, but it's still a title. <laughs> Chris um, is going to love that one. <laughs> uh, yeah. Thanks, Chris. Yeah. Shout out to Chris Manning. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, been uh, CEW heavyweight champion, tag champion multiple times. Um, I was, I've been a, uh, won a few tournaments, multiple battle royals, slash Royal Rumble style matches. Um, 
some of my proudest, honestly, titles were, uh, or and or match achievements was uh, I was a part of the uh, first TLC match to crown tag team champions with, uh, at the time, Superfly, now Buns of Steel, Jay Fowler, and we were the first Magnum Pro tag team champions, um, as well as being in the first steel cage match at Magnum Pro, which was awesome with a gentleman by the name of Alan Shepard, and that's where I won the Now This Is Wrestling Heavyweight Championship. Right. Awesome. I, I always say, like, a lot of individuals will say, well, he didn't have that many titles. It's not the, the, the quantity, it's the quality of titles that the individual has is what I always try to tell people. Um, we, like, like we said, uh, and before, like I've, I picked certain pictures, uh, which are going to be on this, the YouTube, uh, part of this, uh, interview and not just a podcast, which you can go to the, the Coda bear, uh, I Coda. Well, what, what did, what, where should I put this? I'm going to put it on the, the Coda bear page on Facebook. I'm going to also do, obviously do the podcast for everybody that's listening. And I'm actually, I've decided I'm going to put it on the YouTube channel. So it's the, the Kodai Radio Network podcast YouTube channel. Uh, I'm going to post this. And I have four pictures, okay? Uh, we're going to get to the, the the crown jewel one with the action figure. And uh, I'll tell you, the listeners, about that here in a little bit. But like I said before, two matches that stick out to me. It's the Iron Man match that you had with Jason Strife, Bulletproof. And then it's obviously, you know, I, I've, I told you this off camera and I've told other people this, the Joey Ryan match that you had with Now This Is Wrestling. Um, those two resonate with me and I'm not saying that these are, these, these are like the, my all-time best because no one else's matches matter or none of your other opponents matter. I'm just saying these kind of stuck out for me for some reason. Um, and it's because they're, they're the quality of the match. Um, so... Set us up a little bit in the listeners about how the the Iron Man match came to about with uh, the bulletproof Jason Strife. So that kind of came about because it was something that hadn't been done in this area for a while now. Um, obviously, sometimes with individuals, depending on who they're involved, who who's involved in the match, not saying that they can't go thirty minutes or they can't go an hour. Sometimes you'll lose fans if you go an hour because they might not be able to keep them enthralled and keep them entertained for that whole hour. Right. So with the 30 minute, the 30 minute Ironman match is a great, you know, stipulation. And the whole like angle that Stripe was going with that is that, well, it's, it's no secret. I'm a little pudgy and that he was going to sit there and he was just going to run circles around me for a half hour. And, I was there was no way in hell that I was going to come even remotely close to beating him for the Magnum Pro title. Right. Um, well, he was correct. I didn't beat him for the Magnum Pro title. However, I did. I did hold my own and went the full thirty minutes with him. Right. I was uh, just going to say that you uh, you gave him a, a run for his money. Uh, that that's for sure. And it, we actually kind of went to a, we, uh, it ended with, I had the pin on strife. Uh, senior referee Mason came out for the count because the other referee had gotten incapacitated, unfortunately. Uh, counted one, two, and right before he counted to three, the buzzer rang for the time limit. Oh. I, be I begged and begged and begged for five more minutes, you know, just long enough so I can get strife for one more fall. And as I'm getting ready to get that one more fall, Strife grabbed the title and just smashes me in the face with it. Wow. Ref two, one, two, three. Well, how did that make you feel, though? Uh, I mean, you had that opportunity, and then, you know, you you weren't given to it, and you were just bashed in the head by the title that you were trying to win. Um, As an athlete, entertainer, big fat guy in a wrestling ring in spandex, however you want to describe me. Um, uh, I felt cheated. Yeah. I felt like it was kind of taken away from me and I, and I had it. It was like fingertips. It was just right there as an individual. I was, I was proud as hell right? because I, 
I just went 30 minutes with a man who has gone seven hours, you know, and I pushed, and I pushed him. I didn't, you know, he didn't, you know, it wasn't a walk in the park for him. Me and him went toe to toe for 30 minutes and he almost didn't make it. Right. So on an individual level, that made me feel awesome. Right. The, the, the reason why it resonated with me, uh, was because of the fact that you had two different opposites, obviously. Um, you know, I'm not saying this bad because I'm a big pudgy guy, but you had one that didn't look athletic in a lot of people's eyes and one that, you know, obviously in their eyes looks athletic. But the fact of the matter is, is that you had that chemistry. You guys literally were beating the crap out of each other. And you basically made the, the doubters not doubt you anymore and been like, okay, we were stupid to even doubt you in the first place. And I thought it just, it was, it, the, the match was awesome. Um, and, and it just, it still resonates to me to this day. Um, and I got a lot of respect for Strife. I got a re- lot of respect for you. Uh, let's go to the Joey Ryan. Now, when this broke, that you were going to be on, now this is wrestling, and it's phase two. Their new pay-per-view, it's coming out. They rethought, revamped everything. Donnie Pepper Cricket, okay? Didn't know who your opponent was going to be quite yet, and then all of a sudden, bam, it's Joey Ryan, the King of Dong style. Now, that was huge. Now, what was your mindset after you got told that you were going to be facing Joey Ryan? Um, I was kind of in awe. I was like, wow, like this, like this is a match that I honestly never thought would ever happen. But to have a company like now see the potential in a match like that, that and for them to just pull the trigger and do it, that was, that was huge for me. Right. You know, like, um, I'm not saying that other companies wouldn't see the potential in that, but I mean, you know, bottom line, it costs money to run pro wrestling. And they were willing to spend the money on a match like this. Right. I've expressed on Twitter. Uh, I don't know if you've seen me, uh, uh, you know, tag you on there. I know that the Kodai Radio Network tagged you on there uh, to tell Impact Wrestling that you should probably go for uh, round two with Joey Ryan. Um, my my opinion, this is completely my opinion uh, on this, uh, away from anybody else that is part of the Kodai Written Radio Network podcast. I think that it was, uh, it should have, that first one should have been on TV, like big TV, like where Impact on Access or even, you know, um, some of the other channels that I, I can't right now, my, ma- my brain's moving a mile a minute of what the other ones are, uh, but they sh- it, it should have been on there. Like, it had that potential. The way that the build-up to it, the way that everything was put together, um, and I, I, I'll still stand by that. Uh, I recommend everybody go in to find that on, I think it's on Now This Is Wrestling's YouTube channel. Uh, if I'm correct, I could be wrong, or it's on their Facebook page. Um, but it, it's a must-see, and I would love to see it again. I think it should be on, on Impact Wrestling. Uh, I think you guys did one hell of a match, and what was the stipulation for that match? Uh, there really was no stipulation. It was just okay. if you're not. I think I think now this is wrestling kind of thought. If you're not entertained, we'll give you your money back. <laughs> right. Well, I couldn't quite remember. I've seen it. You know, like when's the last time that I, I watch it? Probably about three months ago, uh, because I've been busy doing the podcast, working behind the scenes, and all that other stuff as well, uh, being in front of the mic. Um, can you give them a little bit of like a, a, a verbal visual? Of, of the match, the details of the match, and how it went? Um, well, obviously, it's Joey Ryan. So the first thing that happens is we're circling around, and he goes, um, whoa, 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 whoa. Touch my dick. <laughs> and, and obviously, I've seen what that thing can do. It, I, I don't want to touch it. Right. So from there, just kind of a little back and forth, and uh, I pick him up and try to give him an atomic drop. Stupid me. Uh, he ends up hurting my knee quite a bit from the from the iron dong. And then from there, he uh, proceeded to oil himself up some more, which kind of creeps me out a little bit. I'm not going to lie. Um, it's one thing to see it on TV, but when you see it in person and he's just rubbing it into that chest hair, yeah, it's a little. 
it's a little intimidating. I got to lie. Well, this podcast just went from uh, PG to rated R right now. <laughs> I got to go with the Olympic uh, little button. <laughs> but anyway, keep going. Keep going. I met him when I said, you know, earlier, I meant Richard. That's my Richard. Right, right. <laughs> um, and then uh, he, uh, oh, one, one of, we, we did a crisscross spot. And he kept faking me out, pretending to run, and I kept just running and running and running. And I got kind of blown up a little bit. He uh, handed me an inhaler. You want to take a wild guess where he pulled that inhaler from? I can only imagine, and I bet all the other listeners can only imagine. But, you know, for the ones that can't think, go ahead and tell them. <laughs> he, he went ahead and pulled that out of his trunks right next to the, to the Iron Dog, apparently. I mean, apparently his trunks double as a, like, fanny pack yeah because he has unlimited items down there i would say the bat the bat buckle the bat belt it seems like that (laughs) yes it is the utility belt yes right (laughs) dong utility belt (laughs) i'm trademarking that joey ryan just so you know if you listen to this um but yeah and so uh we go on uh he tries to shove a lollipop in my mouth to give me the super kick and uh, the ref ends up with a lollipop in his mouth. Oh, good God. <laughs> Fast forward a little bit more, he grabs another lollipop and shoves it in my mouth. Tries to give me a super kick again. This time I was able to counter it with a big boot. Gave him the big Vader splash, which I call the chart buster. One, two, three. Like Marion kind of said, tears of joy. Yes. Yes. It was... It, it was... I'm not going to say that I had tears, not just because I, I, I didn't get that emotional. I mean, you guys have a connection. You guys have been friends for a long time. It hit me in the heart because I know how long you've been wrestling. Um, It, it was just, if I would have been there, I would have stood up and, like, gave you a, a loud clap, you know, a loud applause because it, it was, like I said, it, it should have been on TV. It should have been on one of those other networks, and I think people would have... It would have resonated with a lot of people. A lot of people would have been talking about it, and it, it's not a it's not a, a diss at the at the company that you were working for. I just think that the the way that it was put together, the way that you two just you know had a match, it was damn entertaining, and I I, I still think that it was better than most uh you know big time professionals that have had matches in the last year. Thank you very much. That means that means a lot. Um, so speaking of getting emotional and stuff and after this, your, your career is just, you know, going to a new height after new height, after new height and after new height. And then one individual that we both know, and I've had on the show, Donnie Dodge, um, God bless that man. You get a call just recently to be put into the Omaha professional wrestling hall of fame. And now me knowing what you've done in your career, Obviously, I would have thought, you know, being that fan, you should have, uh, you know, and this is outside as the, you know, DJ outside of the podcast, but should have been like a Hall of Fame before. I mean, you've been there, you've done the experience, you're you, you're a veteran, not not outdating you or dating you at any means, but uh, you should have been a Hall of Famer a long time ago. But then Donnie Dodge and everybody there, and I only say Donnie Dodge because I had him on the show and, and I'm not saying any, you know, I... I anything like nobody else had any part of that hall of fame. Uh, I just had, I had Donnie on there. He was the only one available to be on the show. Uh, but right. you get asked to be in the hall or you get inducted in the hall of fame. Now take us from the phone call or message that you got all the way up to uh, that day of the show. And then we'll go in from the day of the show when it started. Um. Well, it was actually at a uh, at a Magnum Pro show. Donnie Dodge approached me and goes, hey, what size ring do you wear? And I'm like, I, I don't know. I don't remember why. What's, he goes, well, you need to find out because you're getting inducted into the into the Hall of Fame. And I was just kind of like in awe and in shock because it like anybody that knows me knows that I try to stay very humble. And... I am very humbled by the fact that they considered me to be someone to be put in this Hall of Fame along with guys like Sting, the DiBiase family, uh, Abu Colossus, PN News, Mantar, Mean Gene Okerlund. 
you know, the Dusticks, all these people that have kind of helped lay the groundwork and myself kind of continuing the groundwork that has been laid, Mad Dog Bashan as well. Um, just it's very humbling and very, very appreciative of the fact that they would consider me to be a part of this legacy. Right. Um, you and, know, uh, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Go ahead. I was just I was thinking out loud. I wanted to ask you something, but go ahead. I was just going to continue like to the day of the show and everything else. Um, but, uh, like to the day of the show, the induction, um, I was, I was kind of nervous that day, you know, because it's, it's not like the, just, it's not just another show. It's right. You know, you, you, you do this long enough to kind of, it's not saying that each show doesn't like different shows don't mean different things, but like, you get used to those jitters. You don't, you know, usually don't have them that often anymore. Right. And, you know, to get those jitters before a show like this, it was, it was humbling again. Like I said, um, my, you know, my mother was in attendance. God bless her. Uh, and for her to be there to see me receive this award, just meant the world to me, along with my my wife and my kids. Right. For them to be there just meant the world to me. Uh, so that arena that you were in, that's been an arena that you've been in there before, correct? Yes. So <laughs> speak about how that made you feel, because, I mean, you've been in that arena multiple times. Now you're in this arena to receive one of the highest honors you can get from your peers. Again, it, it was just, like I said, it's a, it's a very humbling experience. And uh, I thank Donnie Dodge, Austin Storm, Maury Swanger, all the all the people that played a part in my career in some way, shape, or form, whether it was helping with training, whether it was, you know, giving me an opportunity, whether it was just, you know, saying, hey, that was, that was good stuff. I, you know, I appreciate the heck out of everything. Yeah, when I heard about the the class of that Hall of Fame class and the individuals in there, like I was like, wow, that that definitely right there. And you know, I I know you're humble, I I you know, but you deserve to be in that in that class. I mean, you weren't any less important than any of the other ones that were in there. Even if you know some of them had you know big television careers, you guys were all individually, uh, you know equal and you all deserved to be in there no matter what level of your experience uh of your uh you know full career has been but i i do congratulate you i know i i said that before on on facebook but you know now that we're here you know not really face to face but you know voice wise i want to say congratulations you do deserve it uh you've been a huge impact in this area and you basically laid the ground for work for everybody else that that is in this area um, so I just wanted to say that to you, not, not to, not to get all mushy or emotional, you know, but, uh, I just wanted to say like, you know, you deserve it. I mean, there's no question about it. Well, thank you. I do. I do appreciate that very much. Um, I like to, you know, they always, they always say you want to leave the business better than you, than you found it. Right. And that's, kind of, that's kind of what I've, I hope that I've done. Not saying that I'm done yet. But I know there's going to be a day where my time is through, but I just want to make sure that I'm leaving it in capable hands. And I think I, I know, actually, I know for a fact that at least in this area, it's being left in very capable hands. Right, right, exactly. Now, we are probably less than two and a half weeks of 2019. You had one hell of a 2019 run. We're getting to 2020. We're getting almost to January. And I know there's a certain individual that thinks he's going to ruin your beginning of 2020. Uh, and that individual is going to be at the CEW. Uh, it's going to be a CEW championship street fight. Uh, Sean Nautilus uh, is versing you, the pop icon, Donnie Pepper Cricket. Uh, you, you've been in a street fight. This isn't your first rodeo by any means. Um, I don't know as somebody that, you know, I'm being biased or anything, but I don't know if he's, you know, particular ready 
for, you know, the pop icon? Uh, you know, I've known Sean a long time, and I honestly am unaware of kind of where his head's at been, where his head's been at lately. He's, you know, he hasn't really been uh, around too much. He hasn't really been himself. Like, he, he used to be, like, just a fun-loving guy, a big, loud, you know, fun-loving guy. And within the last year or two, he's just kind of had a change of attitude, which it happens. We get jaded. We get upset. We get frustrated. We feel like we're overlooked and underappreciated. But for him to go and act the way that he has, um, it's kind of insulting, especially considering like I was one of, you know, quite a few people that kind of helped him get along when he first started in the business. So he wants to sit here and tell me that he's going to, Basically, send me, send me to, my, send me home to my kids and my wife. Uh, you know, a beaten and broken man, and he's got another thing coming. Right. Um, like I said, I, I've seen you in street fights before, um, on videos or on Facebook. Uh, um, you know, I like I said, I apologize. Like I said off camera, I apologize. I haven't been able to go to the shows that often. You know, you're you're a parent. Um, to hear that from an opponent that he's going to send you beaten and battered and broken uh, back to your kids. Like I can only speak for myself as being a father and you're a father. Uh, that probably doesn't really resonate you, with you too well. I mean, it, it definitely, uh, it definitely strikes a chord because obviously as parents, we want to, you know, make sure that we're there for our children and make sure that we are physically able and capable to do things with our children that, you know, you're kind of implied to do like, you know, play with our, you know, play with our kids, play catch basketball, football, you know, wrestling with them. And for him to try and sit there and say, he's going to take that away. It, that's all that is, is motivation. Right. You know, all that is, is fuel to the fire. Right. You know, it's almost like he's trying to take money from your plate, food from your plate. I mean, cause you need to provide for your kids. And if he's going to, you know, go off and say that he's going to, um, and I know a lot of people are going to be like, God, you're really biased there, barbecue. Like, well, you know, I know the guy. Uh, I, I know I've seen the other guy, but I've seen what you can do. I haven't seen what he could do. Maybe that's, you know, kind of my downfall and be naive on it. But, um, you know, I don't think there's a problem that you're going to have, you know, taking it to him. Uh, do you got any, you know, words that you'd like to, you know, tell the fans out there or tell him if he's listening? Uh, January 4th in Ntumbo, Iowa. If you're in the area, I I suggest you come check out the show, uh, not just because of the street fight. There's Ken Anderson's going to be on the card. Bob Holly's going to be there. Terry Reynolds is going to be there. Jerry the King Lawler's taking on JT Energy. Uh, Horn Swoggle's taking on Jossie. Um, Ken Anderson's taking on The Storm, who is a super talented dude. Uh, Snake Pit. Duke Cornell, Copperhead Duke Cornell and Sato Cabarro are taking on a uh, tag team from Full Throttle Pro out in Florida. I mean, this card is stacked top to bottom. It's You're definitely going to get your money's worth. Um, but one thing's for sure that when that street fight, um, no punches are going to be pulled. It's, it's going to be hard-hitting action, and there's only going to be one victor. And I'm, hoping, and I'm banking on me being the victor. Right. Like he said... Uh, that's going to be the Central Empire Wrestling. That'll be the CEW Championship Street Fight. Uh, Sean Nautilus versus the pop icon, Donnie Pepper Cricket. It's at the Bridge City Slam. It's or It is the Bridge City Slam, too, is what the event's called. It's Saturday, January 4th. Um, Fan Fest at 5 p.m. Shows at 7. Uh, and you would like to tell the uh, listeners where it exactly is at in Iowa? That is in Ottumwa, Iowa. Um, I know the home base is in Oskaloosa. It's about 45 minutes to an hour away from Oski. Um, it's, I mean, it's going to be a great show. Right. It's, yeah. I've seen the card. It, 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 it's a stacked card. It, if you don't get a chance to go there, you're going to be missing out. Uh, can you tell where they could get tickets? Um, I believe they have a Ticketmaster set up there for the British City Slam tour. Uh, otherwise, you can also hit up the Central Empire Wrestling page on Facebook, Twitter. Uh, I think they just got an Instagram. 
Uh, or you can message Austin Bayless. He should be able to get you taken care of as well. Um, just make sure you, you get them now because I know they've, they've had quite a few sold already. Right. right. Uh, well, where can the fans or people that listen to this podcast uh, look at it on YouTube, see it on Facebook? Where can they get a hold of Donnie Pepper Cricket? Um, I'm not like Chris Manning, unfortunately. I, I had all my stuff set up differently, uh, unfortunately. Uh, Instagram's going to be popicon82. Uh, Donnie Pepper Cricket is my Facebook page is at PopIconDP and Twitter is at D underscore Pepper Cricket Awesome Very cool uh, Donnie, thank you for coming on the show I appreciate it I, I'm, I'm honored and been very privileged to be able to have this time with you uh, with your busy schedule um, Wish you all the best in January, uh, I, actually, I shouldn't wish you. I, like I already said, I already know what what the outcome is because I believe in you, and and that that's that's I'm not gonna you know change my mind. They could be blue in the face and say, "Oh no, he's gonna get his ass kicked." No, he's not. Uh, I've seen, uh, but if you haven't seen a, a Donnie Pepper Cricket street fight, you don't want to miss this. Uh, I'm DJ Barbecue. This is Donnie Pepper Cricket, the Hall of Famer, the Pop Icon, the Midwest. Hall of Famer. Uh, thank you for coming once again, Donnie. Thank you for having me, DJ Barbecue. It's been a blast. I appreciate it. No problem. Take care, and everybody, we're out. I want to thank Donnie Pepper Cricket once again for coming on the show. I want to thank our sponsors, uh, KBack.rocks. Without you, that we couldn't be powered. Go to KBackRadio.com. It's rock radio the way rock radio should be. Midwest All Pro Wrestling. Go to MidwestAllProWrestling.com. Uh, get tickets. Feel that excitement. Jekyll and Hyde Barbecue. They're the brothers from another mother. They make barbecue so good. Mm, it puts a smile on your face. And Remedy Brewing Company. It's the remedy for what ails you. Everybody, I've had a blast. Bear with us. Take us out. Peace, everybody!